You're listening to Radio Love. You know, tonight I'm feeling a little out of control. Is this me? You wanna get crazy? Cause I don't give a. Welcome to Schmidt Talk. I'm your host, Savvy Schmidt. Thank you for joining me tonight. It's been a while since I've done a Schmidt Talk episode. Been busy with this thing called life, and of course, everyone's life right now has had some unexpected twists, turns, losses. Unless you're one of the lucky ones, you're experiencing everything that everyone else is going through. We've all been in the same storm. A lot of us have just been impacted differently. I'm no exception. My primary vocation is broadcasting, however, everyone who knows me in real life knows that I also have other jobs I do. Recently I was going through a third-party platform, and the business was coming in really well. And I was very, very excited. I was getting probably five orders a day, hundreds of dollars for each of those orders, and then that third-party platform decided it wasn't going to pay me anymore. And so, as it was, there was already a really terrible delay with the payments. And I started noticing a lack of the payments and they were getting smaller and smaller. And, um, you know, because I was so busy with them, I focused most or if not all of my attention outside of being a mom on those jobs. And I had a lot of happy clients. Everything was great. I mean, you can see the testimonials on my website at radiolove.com, radiolub.com. That's how you spell that. And so, you know, the work was good. Uh Uh-oh, I just realized I'm using the wrong microphone. (laughs) Hold on just a sec. I need to plug in the right microphone. Okay, so even though I'm using the onboard microphone, it turns out... It sounded a little bit better than my microphone, the main one that I use, and so uh, I'm just going to go ahead with the show and um, ascertain that I probably need to get a new microphone. And uh, the timing is very, very interesting on this because I'm on the cusp of a documentary, and uh, we are going to move forward with that because it's so, so important, and I did want to 
mention that on today's show, and I guess we're just going to jump right in. Um, so, okay, there's only so much I can censor um, without giving so much away, but the time is now anyway. The time is here for us to start realizing what's going on around us, even though social media platforms, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them are trying to censor people talking about health issues that they're having. Why? I don't know. Um, your guess is as good as mine, but it just seems a little nefarious. So I was referred to this group by a friend of mine. I won't mention the group right now because I don't want it to get taken down. They already had a previous group and that was over 300,000 people that were coming forward with the same kind of health problems. Um, I'm not going to go into details. You're going to have to tune into the documentary or, you know, it's not real hard to find information, even though there's a lot of censorship going on. But uh, there was a documentary recently, D.I.E.D. Suddenly. And um, what they mentioned in that is the same kind of things that are going on with people all around the world. And um, it doesn't seem like it's just in America. It's everywhere. And the censorship is everywhere. So when I went into this group, and thank you for accepting me, and there, a lot of them are probably listening right now. Thank you so much. I noticed that they're having to use food metaphors to explain a lot of the similar things that they or loved ones had done or friends or colleagues and um, with the same kind of outcome and um, they a lot of them mentioned that they were getting shut down if they used the wrong words and I'm like what country are we in? I can understand there's a lot of countries out there that have different laws different rules than we do but we're supposed to be in one of the freest nations in the world why is this happening here? And I know people can argue, you know, social media platforms are private. They have jurisdiction over what gets said and what doesn't. But when you start hearing people getting censored for talking about the demise of their colleagues, friends, loved ones, it really starts to make you wonder, what don't they want you to hear? Are they trying to cover up something? To me, it sounded so suspicious. And I read these heartbreaking stories and I was like, you know what? something needs to be done. And so I'm going to take my broadcast experience and I am going to put together a documentary series based on people being allowed to just talk. And I did mention to some people that it's going to be a platform where people can speak freely and it's not the sense of being like a social media platform per se. When I say the word platform, I mean a voice platform. Uh, or written. You know, this documentary is going to be a combination of audio, video, words on the screen, screenshots, different things, accumulation of things that we put together to share. And a lot of this is going to be stuff that people haven't heard before. We know if you've watched some of the documentaries, especially like the one I just mentioned, you're going to see a lot of the same footage getting passed around. And I might include some of that in later episodes. not Probably not the first one. I, I don't know yet. But I wanted to focus the first episode on being the voices. That's going to be what the subtitle is going to be, The Testimonies Part 1. I feel like there's such a need not only for these people to be able to air their grievances and share their experiences, but there's also a true need for everyone to hear them. 
and I know that there people don't like to call it censorship. Um, some people do, some people don't. It depends on what side of the political fence that you're on, maybe. I'm actually in the middle. I'm independent. And so I've been watching both sides and, um, you know, some of the stuff going on is just straight ridiculous. And I think we can all agree on a lot of that. There's a lot of sensitivity going on around. A lot of people getting offended. A lot of people trying to shut down other people, cancel them. Um, I don't agree with all that. I've always been a, in support of free speech. And now we're just watching it dwindle away. And um, so again, I feel like there's a real need for this. And I am going to make sure that I play my part and do what I can. And right now it's just me doing this. I have had some people come forward and offer to help. And that's very, very kind. And I'm sure at some point I would be able to use the help. And I probably, you know, will take that help gladly. Now, if you're wondering why I myself have not done my own show, Schmidt Talk, in a while. I had a culmination of things happen that all kind of happened at once. Um, my audio editing software became obsolete with my microphone. Again, uh, my microphone is just, uh, like I said, I think it did some kind of update. Um, I'm not going to reiterate that again. But the other thing that happened was that I had been going through a third-party platform. It starts with the F and ends with two R's. It's a six-letter word. I think it should be four. And to make a long story short, the business was really good for a while. You know, I was getting multiple, a lot of orders a day and they were hundreds of dollars a piece and everything was great. And of course the third party platform takes their 20% and then you have to wait over two weeks to get paid. And so it wasn't, it, it was just not enough, not soon enough. And then I started to realize that they weren't paying me what they should have been paying me and this went on for months and then I started realizing that I'm barely getting paid by them and I knew that my time was up for the orders that I should have got paid from and then as I found time from being a single mom and also going through the fine tooth comb to my horror I found that they withheld about two thousand dollars for me and um, as I slowly got short on my uh, subscriptions you know, I have to pay for music licensing, I have to pay for audio editing software, I have to pay for the website, um, I have to pay for uh, the graphic editing software. These are all monthly subscriptions that you have to pay. I had to pay for my airtime on the 12 radio stations. I can operate with, with part of those, you know. I don't necessarily have to have the 12 stations, although that's what part of the deal was, that's what part of the package was with a lot of my clients was that they were going to be on the air. And so um, then my voice went out uh, for a good almost two months. And I realized that, okay, I have to step back. Um, I took a few other jobs outside away from Radio Love. That in and of itself is not unusual. Um, I always try to keep a job because the money is guaranteed. Um, and then the other thing is I really like to get out and be around people. Because if you're just in a studio all day, you get... It's pretty lonely, you know? Um, and I really enjoyed meeting new people. And that I always consider it such a blessing when I get to make new friends. And, you know, because if you're just behind the console all the time and you're doing what you do, time goes by. Like, I mean, literally, it feels like you're in a time warp. I don't know if you ever saw that movie with Brendan Fraser. And he, uh, <laughs> 
he's kind of in a time capsule and he goes and then he's in the future. I know that's an extreme example, but I think other producers could uh, relate to that because, you know, you're basically spending so much time doing that, not in real life. You know, you're not participating in everyday things that everybody else is participating in. So when you do get to go out and do these things like other, other people, it's a breath of fresh air, you know, um, talking with other people. Not just, you know, writing things and producing and doing all the stuff and packaging and distributing and, and you know, so I always treasure all those experiences because I've, I've had people ask me, well, um, you've been doing this quite a while, what are you doing here? And that's exactly why. If I had to sum it up, that would be the reason why. Multiple reasons. So back to what I was saying, um, during this time where everything was looking up and then suddenly it wasn't, um... I had no choice but to step back and take a big step back from Radio Love as then I scrambled to get out from behind the eight ball because I was behind the eight ball. I had other bills that weren't getting paid and I started to panic a little bit. Um, so I, I kind of had to get off that off that track for a while. And let me tell you, I'm, I'm one of those people that believes in if you fall off that horse, you get right back in the saddle. But when something like that happens, it feels like a gut punch. Like, to lose that much money that quickly when you're relying on that money. Um, this is not the time to be out that kind of money. Everything is so expensive. I honestly didn't really know if I was going to make it through. And I did. And I'm still here. And um, we're making it happen. I'm making it happen. I'm making some things happen. Because... Like I said, even though that was hard to want to get back in the saddle, I had to know, I knew I've got to get back on this horse. I've got to get this back going. And the time is so important right now, especially with this documentary coming up. And so that's where I'm at now. And I'm glad my voice is back for the most part. <sighs> um, now, when I did reach out to a lot of people that were in this group, I did not expect such a response. Literally, people have come to me with lists of sharing about what has happened to them, their loved ones. And I have to be honest, it's sombering. Um, I've talked to people now that have lost their children. It's very, very sad to hear these stories. And I can't imagine what they must be feeling. It's heartbreaking. It's a lot different to talk to people than it is to read words on a screen or see a news story. When you actually talk to people, it gets in your heart. You're invested. You are forever going to be a part of these people's lives. And I want to do everything in my power to help them and to bring forward these stories. And as I mentioned before, the time is so important right now. This is not the time for censorship. I know that there's a lot of people that, you know, will flag something for misinformation or disinformation, but how do you know? And, and the word narrative is another buzzword. Um, you know, but we, we also have to be really careful when we ask people to get censored because that's a double-edged sword. A quote that I really have always liked is that you might not always agree with what somebody has to say, but that's the price you pay for freedom. And um, I've always kept that phrase with me for a long time in the back of my mind. And things didn't used to be this way.
whenever there have been things called debates, which are really rare nowadays, um, there was always the opportunity for both sides to get to voice their opinions. And then we would all come together on a collective um, understanding. We could surmise what the real problem was. There's none of, almost none of that now. Um, you've got just people having a lot of talking points and just trying to shut down opposing views. Even resorting to ad hominem attacks, personal attacks on people's characters, on even like what they look like and stuff like that. And it's like so childish to me. So it's my hope that by doing this docuseries that we start to allow at the very least people to share their experiences because this is what this is. It's not someone tearing someone down. It's, it's literally people coming forward saying, Hey, so-and-so had a H-E-A-R-T attack. You know, they had a C-L-O-T. Um, these kids in high school that can't form sports teams because there's not enough because none of them are healthy enough to be on the sports teams. If this is the new normal, I have tremendous fears about what the next few years and, and going forward in the future is going to look like. We all should be concerned. And if we can find a common denominator, you know, that, that's going to help us exponentially. Well, we have found a common denominator. And yes, that's a little vague right now, but um, you're going to find out in the documentary. It's called Breaking the Hive That Binds. And uh, I had a friend of mine ask me, well, is it about the collapse of bee colonies? And I said, no, that, that could be a future docuseries all in and of itself. And while bee colony collapse is a big issue, is very important, I'm using that metaphor as drawing a similarity to society as a colony. And there's a queen bee, and in this case, it's the people in charge and... Um, it seems as though the picture is slowly coming into focus, as though a lot of people in charge do not have our best interests at heart. We all want to be optimistic. We all, you know, whoever you vote for, you're always, you know, even back in the day, if you didn't vote for the person, you said, well, that's our president now, we're going to support them, or at the very least, give them a chance to prove themselves, you know, see what they're all about. But when all signs are starting to come forward, it, it gets hard to trust anymore. And I feel like that's what's happening now. You basically have most of the people, at least in America, that I can speak, you know, I'm not in other countries, that have a genuine distrust of authorities. And nobody trusts the media anymore. It seems so tone deaf when they cover trivial things when people are dropping left and right and they're talking about fashion week and they're talking about these things that don't matter you know i know there's other countries at war and that's very nice of us to send money overseas that's commendable but we we all literally watched the baby formula shortage situation and don't quote me on the actual months because i believe it was February to June is the time frame that they had to get everything ready and start producing more formula. And yet 
they sent 44 billion overseas, but there were people that could not get baby formula in the country I'm in. And it was abhorrent to me that they could rise to the plate so quickly to funnel that money out, but we couldn't do a walkthrough of a baby formula production plant to get it operational and the fact that that was more like an afterthought. It's things like that that really make you not only wonder but you should question the motives of uh, leaders that would allow something like that to happen. Um, but I'm telling you everybody there are literal horror stories out there and I am gonna bring them to light in this documentary. I realize this is dangerous and I'm passionate though to help people to get this out and all this is this is a platform for people to talk. I'm not gonna play a big role in talking. I'm gonna narrate some of it. I'm gonna ask some questions and then I'm gonna be quiet and let people talk. This isn't about me. I'm gonna let people tell their stories. So I sincerely hope you tune in on New Year's Day. I don't have the actual time yet, but it will be New Year's Day. You'll be able to find it on radiolove.com. That's radioluv.com. If you want to participate, I still have openings for interviews. Or if you want to send me a written testimony, everything is anonymous unless you tell me otherwise. Send it to savvy at radiolove.com. That's S-A-V-V-Y at radioluv.com and I will guard your information to the highest extent. Everything I do on my end is encrypted, okay? It's protected. I don't want to disclose my protections here, but I am heavily guarded over here, okay? Your information is protected. I'm putting my own reputation on the line, and I'm doing that because I feel that passionate about helping these people and helping people in the future. This is so important. Once you do see the documentary, if you choose to watch it, please share. Help them get their word out. Help these stories get heard. When a group of 300,000 gets shut down, that's a major, major thing. I can't imagine. I've, I've been silenced before. Um, but I can't imagine having a tragedy happen and then being silenced. To me, I, I would not know. Like, But that would be just... I can't even imagine. I don't have a whole lot more to say other than as I go forward in this endeavor it does help your your words of encouragement and um, I want to thank everybody for that and I just want to say that I'm so sorry for everyone who's lost someone in this tragedy and I I don't want to say the word I'm thinking of because it's gonna flat the censors and we have to toe that line unfortunately right now on this platform but it's beginning to look a lot like extermination I know that you thought I was gonna say Christmas and at the time of recording this we are less than 10 days from Christmas and so I just want to say that Try to hold whatever love in your heart that you can. 
try to go into everything with an open mind and open eyes. Hold your loved ones close. I know you've heard this before, but tomorrow isn't guaranteed. Let people know that you care about them. You might not be able to change people's minds, but never underestimate the power of planting a seed. I want to thank you for tuning in tonight. It's been my honor to do the show for you, and again, I sincerely hope that you follow my work, and um, again, if you want to participate, uh, share your stories and things like that, just please reach out. Don't be afraid to reach out. And uh, I love all of you, and thank you again so much, and I will see you next time. Have a good night.